Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever Dad Bods Fantasy Football League Mid-Season Report. I am the one and only Miles McTango, and I am looking forward to going through these draft grades with a good friend of mine who will remain anonymous, but an anonymous GM nonetheless. How are you doing today, sir? Miles, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm really honored to be here with you for this mid-season report podcast. Uh, I just want to say, massive fan of you as a journalist, the way you've been covering this dad bods fantasy football league, which I am honored to be a part of, has been nothing less of sensational. And also, I do really appreciate you keeping my anonymity, you know, throughout this entire process. As you know, I was an anonymous GM last week on Picked Off Magazine. Um, nobody knows who I am yet, and I would like to keep it that way because I really do love my spot in this Dad Bods Fantasy Football League. But I am excited to give some raw, unfiltered opinions on how the season has played out thus far for all 12 teams involved. Well, we really appreciate your time because we know it is so valuable. Now, let's kick this thing off. How about you? How about we see how this thing goes? So... I'd like to kick off this with a shot and a beer, a team that I have the utmost respect for. Now, coming into this mid-season report, we're taking in a ton of factors. We're taking in highest point totals, lowest point totals, average points per game, your expected record. And then we're even going to give you a little final season projection. So we've really been working hard here at Picked Off Magazine to make sure that our fans have a really good look at how this league is shaping up halfway through the year. So just to kick things off, Shot and a Beer, they had a really, really strong start to the season. Four and zero. Undefeated to start the season. Undefeated. the first month, I think, yeah. They were hoping to keep that crown as the reigning number one seed, something they hold so true and dear to their heart. They might have gotten a little lost in the weeds trading for a superstar quarterback. Well, one thing you can say about a shot and a beer, you know, being in the league and, and seeing this all happen in real time, it's they're fearless, you know? They are a fearless bunch, and they aren't afraid to make changes at any given moment, and they are all in on trying to win a championship. Looking at their roster now and looking at what their roster will look like in the weeks to come, it seems like that championship might have to wait another year, but in the NFL and in the Dad Bods Fantasy League, you never know what is going to happen. But yeah, I mean, a shot and a beer started off hot 4 0, but oh, how the tables have turned because now they're sitting at 4 and 4. And in my opinion, just as the anonymous GM, I truly do believe they are the worst team in the league. Well, you know, 0-4 in the last four games is not a good look. But there are some superstars on this team that, you know, could could have a little bit of magic. Their ranking comes in at a C-minus through this eight-game start. And quite frankly, Debo Samuel comes back. Garrett Wilson starts playing football again. Dalvin Cook, he can run the ball. I could see this team sneaking into the playoffs. And that's very nice of you, Miles. Um, as 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 somebody, because you're you're an outsider, we have to make that very clear. You and are I an outsider. And I continue to use fact based yes, journalism. Absolutely, and that's always appreciated. But as a guy who's on the inside, I can all but guarantee that Ashana Beer will be on the outside looking in at the playoffs this year in the Dad Bods League, which is a shame because I think the majority of the league would agree that. The playoffs are more fun. The playoffs are better when a shot and a beer is in them. And who knows? You know, hey, the fantasy football playoffs happen around December, Christmas time. A time known for when miracles can happen. And I think that's what it will take for a shot and a beer to get into the playoffs this year. A miracle. Yes. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed for our shot and a beer fans. Mm-hmm. Right now, we have their expected record at a lowly 3-5. and five, But we will see... If we are correct, but it looks like that our projected final record is going to be five and nine. So one more win the rest of the year for this lowly team, but they're just projections. You got to go out and play on Sundays. They they are they are projections, Miles. And I will say this: I actually think five and nine as your projected final record for this team is more than generous. So yeah, a shot in a beer. 
Who knows? I don't. I, I actually don't know if this league has agreed on the last place punishment yet, but they might be serving that. I do think it's up in the air, and it'll be interesting to see what that commissioner is going to do. He's been very quiet these last few weeks. I, I do know this, though. I'm sure as soon as the last place punishment is decided, Miles McTango will be the first to report it. Well, you know, we always try to keep our sources closer and our enemies even closer. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're going to be Johnny on the spot with the rest of the team picked off mag. With that uh, being said, I think it's time we move on to a new team. Uh, honestly, I couldn't agree more because a shot in a beard, looking at their roster, looking at their record, looking at their projected future, it sickens me to no end. And I'm just an anonymous GM. So I'm excited to talk about the rest of the great teams in this league. And it is so important to keep your anonymity. So we appreciate your time as always. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about a team that most in the league love talking about. A team that needs no introduction. A team that has had an unfortunate start to the season. Yes, I'm talking about the Crock-Pot Boys. Two and six to start the year. They went up and they had the best week of the season last week, and they are looking up. They are trending up. They've let up the most points in the league, but they still have some superstar players, and you know, maybe they could sneak in. Yeah, you know, I mean, you got the Crock-Pot boys, and I know we were just talking about this team, but you got a shot in a beer sitting at 4-4. Four and four. You got the Crock-Pot boys sitting at 2-6. and six. The only difference between the two of those teams is that one just had a more favorable schedule and points against than the other. I'm looking at this Crock-Pot boys roster, and it is much, much more dangerous than you would presume it to be with a 2-6 and six record. They are coming off maybe their best week of the season, of, absolutely. Of their history, possibly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of all time. I mean, it's a, it's a, look, hey, it may have taken three and a half years for that crock pot to finish cooking that chicken, but God oh, damn. Boy, is that chicken tender right now. It, you know, it just, it just does stink with the timing coming up, you know, talking short term this week, they do have Tony Pollard and CD Lamb on a bye, but you know what? They are playing a shot in a beer, so they might be three and six this time next week. When we're talking, the Crock-Pot boys, look, the punching bag of the Dad Bods League. I know that from being in the league every single day. We're in, we, in our league. You're not in it, Miles, but we have a group me, group mm. chat. Yeah, and there's a lot of, you know, trash talking going Lots on. Lots of banter between the owners. Plenty, plenty, plenty of banter. Yes. And honestly, I mean, the Crock-Pot boys are always, always getting made fun of, like, literally – all the time. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's not fun being a crockpot boy most of the time, but there's reason for optimism here if you are this franchise. I mean, obviously, you got, you know, it seems like the Cooper Cup injury was scary, but it won't be as bad as you once thought. Aaron Jones won a heck of a football player. Obviously, you got them Cowboys, Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, and... Uh, yeah, you know, that's they just got to keep playing, keep hoping. Yeah, that's I, I agree wholeheartedly. I know they have a couple big-time matchups against the conglomerate, against a shot and a beer. They play the IC Lighters again. The IC Lighters, which is an extremely beatable team. Yeah, They have some wins in, the, in their future here. We have, mm -hmm. them, we have them actually going ahead and, and winning out this year. A team that is fearless, a team that is sexy, a team that demands more respect. I think us here picked off Mag have them finishing eight and six. So we'll just have to wait and see if that rings true. So as as somebody who's in the league, it would be shocking to see the Crockpot Boys win out, considering one half of them is absolutely um, what's the word I'm looking for? Incapable of being a winner. In, in regards to fantasy football and fantasy football management. But, you know, um, as you as you have said before, it takes two to Mick Tango. Oh, oh. feel and, free to drop in the Picked Off Magazine shop if you have a chance. <laughs> and, and I just do think it does take two to Mick Tango when you're running a team. And if one guy is thinking different than the other and uh, just... It might be tough, but, you know, sitting at 2-6, a lot of reasons for the Crockpot boys to be optimistic right now. As Jordan Sparks would say, one step at a time. As the Crockpot boys would say, one week at a time. I love it. We'll wait and see. 
Their half-season their half rating rang in at a C+. There's room for improvement, but they know that, and we'll see if they can put it all together. Now I'm excited to talk about this next team, Mr. Anonymous. We Mr. are the champions, my, my friend. We'll keep on dominating until the end. That's this next team. This is a team that everyone wrote off after the draft. A team of a GM that sneaks in guerrilla warfare. He doesn't talk much in the chat, but man, do his words carry some weight. I hear he's working hard in school right now, and he's ready to become a leader of men. We're talking about my wife left me. We're talking about an A+. Plus. Half season grade. We're talking about a team that went out and got Josh Jacobs, Stephon Diggs, Nicholas Chubb, Zach Ertz, and Patrick Mahomes. Have you ever heard of him? Hmm. This yeah. team is seven and one, and my wife left me. I don't think they're stopping anytime soon, Miss GM. No, I don't think so at all. I mean, as a matter of fact, I'm already on the record of saying this is your. 2022 dad bods fantasy football league champion if they don't win the championship this year it is nothing less than management malpractice they should win this whole thing running away and i'm looking at their roster right now i mean there's at seven and one so there's no reason for them to ever think they do have to trade but looking at them having a Tua Tagovailoa on the bench and a patrick mahomes as their starting quarterback they should get greedy and maybe try to ship a Patrick Mahomes for, you know, improvement at the wide receiver position, the running back position, the tight end position, and just, you know, slide into it. Or vice versa, see if you can get Tua for some nice RB or running or wide receiver depth. But, you know, they really don't have much they have to do because they already have won the championship, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, 134 points a game is nothing to scoff at. That's going to win you most weeks. And it did take, like, literally a Herculean effort by the Hogs Inc. players to beat them this past week. You know, I mean, A.J. Brown, newly acquired from Ashad Nabir in that trade that that we will get to, absolutely. Um, But, yeah, my wife left me the best team in the Dad Bods League right now. Championship or absolutely pathetic management malpractice. There you have it. The team that most wrote off after draft day, we have them finishing at a 12-2 and two record. That should be good enough to get them the one seed. And another couple players that we haven't really talked about, they added in free agency. I mean, Khalil Herbert, he can run. Isaiah Pacheco, the new starter in Kansas City. I mean, they have depth. Isaiah Pacheco, the new starter in Kansas City. How will the Clyde Edwards-Alaire owners, bread and butter, feel about that? Well, we'll dive we into will get that to them. As yes, well. we will. We will get to them. Well, shout out to my wife left me, and quite frankly, apologies from the Picked Off Magazine team because we did not see this team coming in and going this strong. But we're excited for you guys. And and as me, the anonymous GM, I would like to say once again, congratulations on the championship. To my wife left me. There you have it. Thank you so much again to our anonymous GM for spending his very, very valuable time with us. As we continue to move through, we're going to talk about a team with the Hilaire in their backfield, bread and butter. Now, a lot's gone into this team. They picked up a new owner. There's two owners on the team Mm -hmm. now. They are high-flying. They have Justin Jefferson for a mere $2 as a keeper. Yet, the record's only 3-5. and Yeah, you know, I mean, this is technically the first year of bread and butter in the Dad Bods League, as you said. The rebrand, yes. For, for you know, the entirety of the Dad Bods League, this has been a franchise that has only been owned and operated by one owner. And there has been a bit of an adjustment period, you know, of, of said owner learning how to manage this team with somebody else who has equally as much power as him you know they get justin jefferson to start the season off for two dollars they leave 17 dollars on the table on draft draft day day. and i'm looking at this team right now they're three and five their roster is a lot better than a three and five roster our projected record actually has them at five and three yeah so they they could be better than they are but you know what as the great bill parcells says you are what your record says you are so this is an under 500 fantasy football team 
And with that, this roster, you can really only blame the guys managing it. And one thing, as me, I'm the the anonymous GM, and I'm in this league, so I, I, I'd like to think I know what it takes to compete and win games in this league. I'm noticing that these guys have not made a single trade, and we are now heading into week nine. What are they waiting for? It's funny you even mentioned that because they've only had one acquired player, Latavius Murray. This is the same team they drafted, and they haven't made a change. And I'm looking at this roster they got. You have Josh Allen, the best quarterback in real football and the best quarterback in fantasy football. You have Jalen Waddell and Justin Jefferson as your receivers. And, I mean, you even got great depth in Drake London and Mike Williams, who is injured. We do wish him a speedy recovery on the bench. But, my God, they have the pieces. They have the chess pieces. I mean, they had a hell of a draft. They had a great draft. And they have the chess pieces right now to make appropriate moves to put themselves in a position to legitimately win a championship. But one thing I know, because I actually, I won't say their names as the anonymous GM, but I know both of these owners personally. And I know that neither one of them have the gall or the testicular fortitude to even initiate a trade with any of the other teams in this league. So I see that you guys have them projected to finish six and eight. I think uh, I think that's fair. I see one more one more win for them this season. They'll be at the bottom bottom of the totem pole along with a shot and a beer. And yeah, but this is a, what could have been. Yeah. What could have been? It's a McTango exclusive, y'all. We are we are having an anonymous GM saying that this team just isn't capable of getting a winning record this it's year. It's not this team. It's not. It has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with the players. It has everything to do with the guys managing the players. Because I'm looking at these players right now, and you can turn a lot of these players into massive depth and massive massive success but they are fearful of making trades of changing and to win in this league to win in any league you have to change you have to adapt it is a continuous motion here in fantasy football it's something that gets me so excited it's something that i just love being able to talk to someone behind the curtain of the league and and can i can i also say get a pulse of what's really going on miles can i also say something too you know I know earlier I was pretty hard on a team like a shot and a beer. Two, two owners who I also do know well. But I do need to give those guys credit in comparison to bread and butter because those guys, they're at least trying. They've traded half their roster this year. They're making moves. They're trying to be good. They're going for a championship. Bread and butter is just staying still. Sounds like they need to go back and warm up the roll. <laughs> well, we, well, we wish them the best of luck, and we hope that that team continues to find some consistency. Uh, and I also, my God, I hope they pick up the phone and call some people, you know? I mean, if they want to win, there's... There's a lot of money on the line here, Miles. You do know that it's a $200 buy-in per team. Well, I can't even imagine making that much money in one season. But I'm so excited for everyone in the DBFFL right now. As we move on, we're going to talk about a team. A team that gets a little bit, you know, a little on the other side of respect. They, They haven't made the playoffs in their career in the Dad Bods Fantasy League. But they're a team that always competes. A team that's had a great beginning of the season. We have them at a B-plus mid-season report. And that team is Oprah's Clunge. Oprah's Talk Clunge. Talk to me about Oprah's Clunge. You know, it, it's actually fascinating to hear you say, Miles, that they've never made the playoffs before. I, I never realized that because they are a team that is always hanging around. They're, they're literally always here. Um, I got nothing but respect for Oprah's Clunge. I actually, I mean, you saying they've never made the playoffs before, I do lose a little bit of respect because that is pathetic. But they might be able to break that streak this year because I'm looking at the roster right now, and they have some weapons. You know, you got Austin Eckler. He's coming back this week after the Chargers just had a bye. Tyreek Hill, who is on pace to, you know, catch for over 2,000 yards this season. Who knows, if they sneak in as the sixth seed, the fifth seed. Ooh, that's a dangerous sixth seed. This is a team, they have a chance to, they, they have every reason to believe that they could be the one who 
who isn't my wife left me. If my wife left me, doesn't win the championship. This team has some serious, and I mean serious, boom potential. I mean, not enough has been spoken of their keeper last year. They went and got Travis Etienne last mm-hmm. year's draft for $1, yep. and they were patient. And that's really starting to pay off. He had 25 points last week. And you pair that with the Kenneth Walker signing? This team can do some serious damage. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, Kenneth Walker is dangerous. Travis Etienne is dangerous. Austin Eckler is dangerous. Tyreek Hill is dangerous. Michael Pittman Jr. is cautionary. (laughs) Um, Not that dangerous yet, but he can be. Dak Prescott looks like he's returned. This team has every reason to be optimistic and hopeful. I actually see that you guys have them projected at eight and six as their final record. I will actually have to say, I think they're going to be ten and four to end the season. This Nick is Tango a team to look exclusive. Out for. We have them winning out. Oprah's clunge. You've heard it here first. This is this is for sure a team to look out for. I'm excited for any fan of this team. They deserve to break that mold and make it to the playoffs. And who knows? Once they make it. My wife left me fans might be shaking in their little southern boots. Hey, as, 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 as we all know, once you get to the playoffs, it's a new season. So anything can happen. But yeah, Oprah's Clunge, excited to see what they end up doing this year. Absolutely. Would love to see them make a trade. I'd love to see more teams make a trade. Not enough oh, guys are looking to change their this roster. this a little more. You know, are no. you hearing things on the, on the group me? <sighs> Unfortunately, not enough. It seems like everybody's just happy to wake up and look at their team and say... I'm going to stay put. This is it. Whereas I know there's, there are a few minority of teams that wake up every day and look, how can we improve? How can we get better? But for the most part, not as many trades as we would like. And I know you as a reporter, I mean, you, you live know, for the trades. We, we love having the hot stove selfishly, but it's a shame to hear so many teams are just content with where they are on the standings. And, you know, maybe something like this midseason report will, will, will rattle some cages. Hopefully. Let's move on to another team. A team that has been renowned as getting the most out of their players. They compete every year. They've been in multiple championships. And that team is no other than the Icy Lighters. I've always had nothing but the utmost respect for the Icy Lighters, specifically one of their owners. There are two owners of the Icy Lighters. There's one of the owners of the Icy Lighters who I just think is... Brilliant. A a genius of a GM. Fearless. Never afraid to make trades. Never afraid to spend money on the waiver wire on guys that he thinks can help him win a championship. This is a guy who, or these are the guys, the IC Lighters, I should say. They don't really care what the name is. They look at the analytics. They look at the production. And they insert it into their lineup. And then the results come. And the results have come for a long time. I mean, I'm looking at this season. They have 103 points per game. They're expected to have three wins. And they're sitting there at a 500 record at 4-4. Four and four. Sitting at 4-4, four and four, you know, you have reason to be optimistic and think you can go all the way. Because when you're 4-4, four and four, you're 500. And when you're 500, you ain't out of the fight. And when you ain't out of the fight, you're in the fight. And when you're in the fight, you can still win the fight. And that's exactly what the IC Lighters can do this year in Miles. Do you know, have the Icy Lighters actually ever won a championship before? You know, I don't recall them winning. I know they've been to multiple championship games, but they haven't quite crossed the finish line. And if they do want to cross the finish line, they're going to need more production from their A player, Mr. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, uh, well. Let's talk about him a little bit. Uh, there's not much to talk about. I mean, what has he really done this season that's warranted anything to be discussed? It's fascinating. I mean, he comes in as the consensus keeper, the consensus number one back, and it just feels like he's lost that pop, that run, that spunk. It might be worth them going another direction here to try to keep their team afloat. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree. I'm looking. They have only done one trade this season in which they received Naheem Himes in that trade. Obviously, the guy who plays in the same backfield as Jonathan Taylor. They should go They should go crazy and make some trades if they want to do something, you know. And I know that these owners know what to do, what is right. So we'll just see moving forward if they do that, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll be on the edge of our seat following this team. This, these owners 
very rarely are satisfied with missing out on the playoffs. We have them projected at six and eight. And it's going to take a little bit of magic here for them to, you know, sneak into that top six. So it'll be interesting. And I, I can say this as being in this league for, you know, four years now, the entirety of a high school experience for Freshman all of to us, senior year. Yeah. It, Don't bring up prom. <laughs> the the IC the lighters, the playoffs without the IC lighters, it's kind of like the NBA playoffs without LeBron James. Wow, it's it's big, odd. big words. Yeah, from an anonymous GM. It's odd. Lots of respect for the IC Lighters. Yeah, they're a team that demands the most from their players. So we're looking forward to seeing what they can bring in the second half of the year as we move on to another team that has had a little bit of a slow start. Now, could have been injuries, could have been lack of trades. We've talked about that with a few teams. The record, the the grade comes in at D plus. They're three and five. They're projected to finish four and ten. We're talking about the big dogs here. So yeah, you know the big dogs. Um, it, it's actually really. I mean, this is this is fantasy football in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen. You have the three and five big dogs, and you have three and five bread and butter. Bread and butter has a much better roster and a much better team than the three and five big dogs. But this just tells you the power of superstar players and what they can do because this man right here, the big dogs, he has Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey who have pretty much gotten him those three wins. Besides that, I see no depth. I see no threat. I see no value. I see no future. Simple as that. Much has been made about a couple of the acquisitions this team made on draft night. Getting Deshaun Watson, getting Calvin Ridley, getting a couple plays that he mm-hmm. knew wasn't going to play play much this year. What what are you as a GM? What are you thinking when those players are available on draft night? Oh uh, well, look for me personally, as a GM, when I see a player on draft night and if he's not available to play in the upcoming season, I personally have no interest in rostering that player. Now, everybody goes about managing their fantasy football teams in different ways. But right now, I see, let me think, I see one, I see two, I see like two, three, four. I mean, he has a lot of players. He has, so he's rostering, he has four players right now who currently literally cannot play football. For the foreseeable future. Yeah, and some of that is due to some injuries. But at the end of the day, there's the Calvin Ridley there is never going to play. Deshaun Watson might come back. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it tough to have depth when these looming bye weeks continue to come. But my question, my question to the big dog's owner would be this. You have Calvin Ridley. Are you keeping him? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, then immediately drop Javante Williams, who will not be returning to play this season. Immediately drop Brees Hall, who will not be returning to play this season. Immediately drop, hell, Deshaun Watson. I mean, who's who knows what Deshaun Watson is going to be if he comes back, when he comes back in week 12 or week 13. I don't know how it goes with the bye weeks with the Browns. But, you know, it's just a, a lot of management malpractice. And, you know, I mean, you got to wonder, is this team more focused on making a playoff push? Or they're or they're or they're K slash D in the new Call of Duty. Wow, much have been talked about the new Call of Duty coming out, and it affecting the ownership group of the big dogs. They're notorious, fantastic Call of Duty players. <laughs> but yeah, and you know, obviously everything in this league, all eyes and all everything is geared towards the playoffs. Yes, anticipate the big dogs being in the consolations this year. Along with a shot and a beer, along with bread and butter, and along with three other teams who might be disappointed for being so close yet oh so far. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much again for your time, Mr. Anonymous GM. Let's talk about another team. They are the reigning Dab Bob Fantasy Football League champions. They are an ownership group that is fearless. They're not afraid to take a couple bad weeks with players they know are going to bounce back. Mm-hmm. And they got 
Alvin Kamara, they got DJ Moore. We're talking about McTango's kryptonite, my namesake. Yeah. A team that I have nothing but the utmost respect for. But they still, they play with that chip on their shoulder, and it's starting to turn things around over there. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, McTango's kryptonite seems like the respect you have for them is not reciprocated. And me knowing you personally... That's just too bad because I know how good of a guy you are, Miles. Well, I appreciate that. Absolutely. But, you know, champions all over the world, they always get respect. So McTango's Kryptonite gets respect. And Is this amongst all owners in the league for the most part? For me, they get my respect. And they'll always have it. Every If you've won in this league, you get my respect. There's only four people that have. Exactly. Since the merger, I should say. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, this team sitting at 4-4, four and four, why can't they find themselves back in the playoffs this year? Why can't they go back-to-back? Back? And it's interesting because they had a sluggish, sluggish start. And their expected record is supposed to be 3-5. and five. They're sitting mm-hmm. here at 4-4. Four and four. Their projected final 7-7. Seven and seven. And it's what you mentioned earlier. These, they have players... And it's 0-0 once you make the playoffs. Absolutely. But can I say this? Are we going to see a repeat this year? Can I say this, Miles? I actually just said, why can't they go back-to-back? I'm now looking at their roster, and I'm seeing perfectly clear why they can't go back-to-back. The roster lacks talent. The roster lacks incredible playmakers. You know, it turns out that, I mean, hey, this is the year 2022, right? This isn't 2019. So if it was... Then they could absolutely win the championship. They're probably they're probably undefeated if it's twenty nineteen. Oh no doubt, but you know get these boys a time machine. Yeah, this it, dare I say is this the is this the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of the Dad Bods League? You know, ah, well that's an interesting looking take. like a shell of themselves from a couple years ago. But you know, like I said, they're champions. They won last year. They get respect always in front, and they've earned that absolutely. But it's hard to win a championship, and it's even harder to win two in a row. This will be an interesting team to follow. Mm-hmm. They, they really have quite a few good players that might have underperformed early. So it'll be interesting to see if they can bounce back and, you know, make a push towards these playoffs. It will be very interesting, but something tells me looking at this roster and just I imagine that there's a bit of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Contentment from these managers. I think they're going to be seeing a shot in the beer in the Constellations this year. There you have it, folks. There you have it. Let's move on to another team that was oh so dangerous last season. I remember watching Derrick Henry and Cooper Cup just rumbling, tumbling, all up and down the fantasy cast leaderboards. This team, team diversity, two great owners that have nothing but respect for everyone in the league. Shaky start to this season. A lot of people thought they might have wanted to keep Cooper Cup instead of Derrick Henry, but... The King is their guy. Their expected record was two and six, but they're sitting here at three and five. Are these contenders or pretenders? I mean, honestly, neither. They're not contenders, and they haven't even been good enough to pretend that they could be good thus far this season. Looking at the roster, it's an absolute, complete and total mess. I don't see one playmaker at the wide receiver position. Joe Burrow, sexy name. This season so far, not so sexy game. Tough Monday night game, wasn't it? Oh, brutal. But you know what? You know, team diversity. I got nothing but love for these for these guys running this team. Sometimes you put your best foot forward and it just doesn't pan out. It happens. That's life. That's dad bots. That's fantasy football. They will be better for this moving forward. But right now... Expect to see them in the constellations with the bread and butters, with the shot and the beers, with maybe the crockpot boys. Who knows? But they will be on the outside looking in. And if they aren't, then I won't be in the fucking dad bods league this time next year. Me, the anonymous GM, is willing to risk his stake, his ownership stake in the team he owns that team diversity will miss the playoffs. Wow, we have a red alert, ladies and gentlemen, in the mid-season podcast for the Dapbox Fantasy Football League. We have an anonymous GM who will become very anonymous if, if the team diversity makes the playoffs because he's going to have to leave the league. I have never seen anything like this before. That's how confident you are. Hey, 
Yeah, that is how confident I am. Guaranteed. Well, now we'll have to keep a microscope on this rest of the season for team diversity. But now comes a team that I've been looking forward to talking about since we hit the record button on this lovely evening. B-minus to start the, the first eight games of the year. They're a fearless team. They went out and had an absolute blockbuster trade. They have Christian McCaffrey. They have Kyle Pitts who's starting to bounce back. We're talking about the conglomerate, a staple in the dad bod league. So you talk about team conglomerate. And this is, um, you know, this is business. Dad bods, fantasy football, like, this is business. And sometimes it's a dirty business. Sometimes it's such a dirty business you wonder what the hell you're doing in it. That's coming from me. And the anonymous GA. Absolutely. But now it's time for me to make a little bit of a personal comparison. Miles, have you ever met a couple, whether it's a male-male couple, a female-female couple, or a male-female couple, and one of them is incredibly nice, an angel, you'd say, and then the other is mean, an asshole, a devil. Uh, yin and yang, yes. so to speak. That's team conglomerate. One of them couldn't be a better human being. The other, dare I say, a scumbag, but... It has seemed to work out very well for them thus far this year. Now they're sitting at three and five. This is a dangerous, dangerous team moving forward. A trade they made at the beginning of the season to a shot and a beer. Mind you, they didn't have the wherewithal. They did not initiate that trade. They kind of just fell into it. They got lucky. If a shot and a beer didn't help them out, if a shot and a beer did not hit them up for Lamar Jackson, they would probably be 0-8 right now. Wow. T-B-H. But nonetheless, the trade happened, and this is what they got. And it's an absolutely stacked roster full of depth. And Christian McCaffrey being traded to the Niners midseason. My goodness gracious. They're at 3-5 right now. They, think they need things to go their way. They need to keep winning, and they need to find themselves in the field of six. If they get in the field of six, they can beat anybody. Wow, you hear it here, Ferris. It's going to really come down to... A pivotal back-to-back, belly-to-belly matchup with the Crock-Pot boys I'm looking forward to. It started in two weeks, and it could mean life or death for both teams. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top there. But I agree with you. The Christian McCaffrey trade to San Francisco, the haul they got for Lamar, this team can do some serious damage. And there's a classic saying out there, Miles, that I'm sure you know that being a writer, being being a journalist... Nice guys finish last, (laughs) but thank God 50% of this team is a 100% total asshole. So I see big things in the future for for the conglomerate. I think they get into that field of six, and I think they make some serious, serious noise. We'll have to keep an eye on this one, and boy am I excited. Always nice to talk conglomerate football with an anonymous GM. Let's talk about a team. And once again, Miles, I do just want to thank you again for keeping my anonymity. You know, we here picked off Mag taking anonymity <laughs> incredibly serious. I am risking a lot being on this podcast, you know, spilling all these secrets about the league. I'm sure if they were to ever find out about who, who I am and my identity, I would not hear the last of it in the group me. If I even remained in the group me, yet alone the league. Wow, heavy words for a heavy night. And nothing gets heavier when you talk about a team that has absolutely just dismantled the credibility of the picked-off magazine enterprise. A team that I personally have never done anything to offend. A team that always looks over their shoulder, but no one wonders why. Let's talk about the commissioner's team. Let's talk about Untethered Rage. I'm going to extend my arm across the aisle, and I'm going to say, hey, I know this team has some talent, and I'm going to give them a B- minus at the beginning of, the, at the beginning of this little spiel, I'm going to say. All I re- expect is a little respect on the back end, because fact-based journalism remains supreme. And whether he likes it or not, we're going to say the truth. So let's dive into what we think of this 5-3 and three untethered rage team. I've got a question for you, Miles. Let's hear it. Have you ever smoked cannabis, marijuana, weed? I've been known to dabble. All right, all right. So sometimes you smoke some weed that gets you really high, right? Of course. 
And then sometime... John May at 2020. Hey, boy. All right. Hey, your body is a wonderland. Hey, for those listening on audio, you can't see it, but I can. And it is indeed a wonderland. But okay, so you smoke some weed that gets you really high. Of course. And then you smoke some weed where you're smoking and you go, mm, I don't feel much. It's not working. We call that mid. Ah, mid. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Untethered Rage. <laughs> Absolutely average. They're sitting at five and three. They're lucky to be there. I see them getting one, two wins max to, you know, finish this season off. They have an uh, okay roster. Um, They've traded for one guy, Romeo Dobbs. Romeo, oh, Romeo, where art thou, Romeo? Nobody gives a shit. (laughs) How about that? Wow, we heard it here first. It is evident that this team has punched above their weight class, expected record is four and four the record's five and three we have them projected losing out five and nine and that's just how fact-based journalism works baby i mean and i know i've been you know as being in the league the anonymous gm i've been a bit hard on a lot of teams thus far this season for not making trades but in this case i can't necessarily blame untethered rage because looking at their roster I don't see anybody who the rest of the league would want to trade for. Which makes it tough. It's a two-way street. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, it takes two, two. McTango. Absolutely. A house of cards. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be tripling that. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, you know, um, maybe expect to see them in the constellations too with, you know, the shots and the beers, the bread and butters. It's interesting. The crockpot boys. We talk about this team... is it one of those situations where they just need to start packing up and getting ready for next year? Maybe find a nice low, low-end cheap keeper? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they should definitely keep setting their lineup because that's the right thing to do. And I know they do have integrity, considering the commissioner of this league is a co-owner of this team. Sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, they don't have much to play for. <laughs> They don't have much to play for, that's for damn sure. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe this team surprises us, but they had a great half of the year. Let's see if they can, you know, keep keep the train on the tracks here. I am ha- I I will say this. Congrats to them for, you know, riding the DeAndre Hopkins thing out. Yes. That, that showed a lot of discipline. Showed some discipline. And they liked letting everyone know mm-hmm. how disciplined they were, didn't For they? sure, yeah. I Broadcasting mean, it. I'm sure they definitely tried to, you know, sling DeAndre Hopkins around between weeks one through six, trading him, but there were no there were no takers. Oh yeah, and they're lucky there were no takers because he's he's the one redeeming player on this team right now. Yeah. All right. That's eleven teams. We're down to the final one. A team that's had a huge upward spike. <laughs> ever since a trade that happened last week, is Hogs, Inc. Now, this team was a, a solo ownership group, but they mm-hmm. added an owner this year. He's the tallest guy you know. And I think that height might have helped their confidence going into the year. Absolutely. So I, I'm lucky enough to personally know both owners of Hogs, Inc. And, and before, before this was a dual management team, this was already a great greatly run franchise a former champion former champion yes they've been to the championship twice i believe maybe three times and it's hard to make a champion better but by god almighty did they do it they figured it out and you know looking at this roster right now sitting at six and two scoring an absolute shit ton of points all the time it seems like with a points per game average of 136.5 my god they are guaranteed as we sit here Today and as I live and breathe, if I am to declare an, imit- an imitation of my man Miles McTango, so you got you got you got Hogs Inc. and you got my wife left me. They get the bye weeks, you know. They get the bye weeks in the playoffs, so they have already they have already solidified a semifinal berth. So all they have to do is win two games in the playoffs to win a to be a the second championship. For one of the owners, and the first for another, which would be a championship in his rookie season as a general manager in the Dad Bods League, which would be nothing less of historic. Now, I, I love where your head's at. This team has been scoring in bunches. I mean, whole, hanging up 160 points last week. But I'd be remiss to not mention this Jamar Chase injury. Yes. He's a player that they have touted for many years. 
He is a star when he's on the field, but does this injury concern you at all? You know what? With the trades they've made and how they've set themselves up, it doesn't because they have the luxury of waiting those four to six weeks for Jamar to get back. And when Jamar gets back, they're going to have Mike Evans in the flex. They're going to have A.J. Brown in their wide receiver one. They're going to have Jamar Chase in their wide receiver two. And then they're going to have Saquon Barkley and Ramondre Stevenson as their running backs. They're going to have Jalen Hurts as their quarterback. And they're going to have T.J. Hawkinson, who by the time the playoffs come around, he will be very well immersed into that Minnesota Vikings offense. My goodness gracious, my wife left me should be fucking shook. Because this team could go the whole way. This team could win out. This team could dominate. This team could go down as the greatest team in Dad Bod's league history. And those are some big words because we have had some star-studded teams in the past. There's one name I would like to call out, and that's Ronnie Rivers. A savvy pickup for the, for the Los Angeles Rams, and it wouldn't surprise me if he's kind of the guy running the ball by the end of the year. And you know what? This says a lot about me as a GM myself, an anonymous GM, I might say. <laughs> but my God, I did not know. I don't know who Ronnie Rivers is. I don't know. I didn't know he played for the Rams. I knew nothing about him. Where did he go to college? Do you know? I just if he went to college. I just know he likes falling forward, and that's a good task for a running back. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, I see Hogs Inc. Bright, bright future ahead, and I am. I mean, this 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 team is always in there. They're great, and they're great again to a shocker to nobody. Also, riding a five game winning streak. Yes. Very competitive. One and two to six and two is is quite a feat. Man, I mean, if we were to do, like, championship predictions or something like that, I just might have this team in there. Well, let's let's dive into that a little bit. I wanna oh, hear, shall we now? I want to hear your six teams that are going to make the playoffs. Six teams that will make the playoffs. And then I want to hear your championship matchup. And then I want to hear your champion. All hypothetically speaking, right? All hypothetically speaking, of course. All right. So, as as being in in the fight. Sure. In the fight. Combing back behind the curtain, and I can't. Which tell I you, appreciate your time. Absolutely. Oh, oh, it's Miles. It's an honor. It's an honor, and I appreciate your journalism. I appreciate your time week in week out covering this league. We all love. I love. Um, mind you, I you know I do have a team in this fight. Of course. We cannot name that team. We, we will wouldn't not reveal even that begin team. to hint at what team that could be. Yes, but okay. I will tell you the six teams that I, as the anonymous GM, think will be in the playoffs. So, let's just start with the two easy ones, right? Number one seed, My Wife Left Me. Actually, number one seed, Hogs Inc. Oh, home field advantage. Number two seed, My Wife Left Me. Number three seed, The Conglomerate. Wow. Number four seed, I See Lighters. Wow, okay. Number five seed, Untethered Rage. And number six seed, to the shock of everybody. And I know I've said some things earlier in this podcast, but you know what? Now it's time to be official, official. Of course. I think the Crockpot Boys sneak in there. I think the Crockpot Boys find a way and they sneak in there. What they'll do with it, who knows? But I do know this, knowing the guys who run and operate Crockpot Boys, just getting to the show would mean everything to them. It's so. a team that's been down bad the last couple of years. So I know many of our fans would love to see that. That's that's my that's my personal that's my field of six and my championship. I think my wife left me is gonna find a way to fuck this up. Pardon are we allowed to curse Oh, language is always appropriate. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right, yeah. I think my wife left me is gonna find a way to fuck this up. The championship matchup is going to be the Hogs Inc. versus the Conglomerate. And who's your champion, Anonymous GM? The Conglomerate win the 2022 Dad Bods Fantasy Football Championship. You have heard it here first. The Conglomerate are the prediction of an anonymous GM. Keep in mind, he has peeled back the curtain. He is in the group me. He knows what these teams are fighting for. And man, oh man, would I love to see the Conglomerate rise through the ashes and become the champions this year. Miles, I know you're not in the league. I know you're not in the fight. But do you have like a field of six and a uh, 
championship matchup to bless us with? I mean, there's there's a lot of good teams out there. If I had to pick six, I would I would have to be pretty similar to you. I would I would certainly throw Hogs Inc. one seed. My wife left me two. Mm-hmm. I think the Oprah's clunge. I think it's time they make the playoffs. I think that team's built a little different than years in the past, and I think they can surprise some people. At the four seed, I think McTango's Kryptonite starting to find a little bit of a groove okay. there. I also believe that Ashatna B is not done yet. They're not done yet, ladies and gentlemen. I happen to massively disagree with you there, but and they're going to sneak into the five seed, and I just don't see a scenario where the icy lighters miss the playoffs. I and I'll I believe it when I see it. Right? I believe it when I see it. Yeah. And then my championship will be the Clunge versus Hogs Inc. Riding on the wings. Of Austin Eckler, the little rumble man down in Los Angeles. And then our champion, I think Hogs Inc.'s going to take it. It's going to take a lot to dethrone that team. That being said, if Chase doesn't come back, it could open things up. And I could I could see the clunge of my wife left me winning. So my official tally will be Hogs Inc. Well, Miles, I hope you don't like bacon because <laughs> me and you both certainly don't see any hogs getting slaughtered in the near future now, do we? <laughs> oh, anonymous GM, it has uh, been an absolute pleasure. Hey, Miles, I just got to say thank you so much. This has been an absolute blast peeling back the curtain, risking my eligibility to continue playing on in this league that I do so dearly love. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been you. awesome, man. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and I hope to have you on again because it just means so much being someone that's loved this league for such a long time, someone that just breathes Dan Bob's Fantasy Football League madness and chaos and drama. I just can't wait to see how the rest of the season unfolds, and I do thank all the viewers for taking the time to listen It may not be easy if you're some of those owners out there, but fact-based journalism remains supreme. So I want to give one last thank you to my anonymous GM. We're going to sign off here, ladies and gentlemen. But thank you oh so much for the time. And until next time, I'm Miles McTango. Thank you so much.